On today's episode, we sleep through the 2019 comedy Jojo Rabbit, a Taika Waititi film that makes you wonder if you should feel guilty that you find Hitler hilarious. Welcome to Too Long Fell Asleep, a podcast where we figure out a movie by only watching the first 15 and the last 15 minutes of it, and we skip that whole filler, which we usually call plot. I'm Ray, and once again, Ryan can't make it today, uh, which would usually be sad news, but is great news for me because I get a special guest, and because I have very few, uh, few friends, I have asked Max still don't know his last name to yeah. <laughs> come back onto our podcast. Hi, Max. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to butcher it. Max Jusowitz. No. Jusowitz. Worse. Way worse. My name is, it's Max just Max. Smith. It's Max a mononym. <laughs> it's a mononym, like Cher. Oh, <laughs> I like to think of you as Cher in my life. You just Max, call me Cher. Do you know how many emails I've gotten? Uh, just how great our episode was. I'm gonna guess two. Okay, that's, that's more than how many emails I got. Was it one? It, well, I didn't get any emails. I just like you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> I like you too, Ray. I'll I'll email you compliments about your podcast. About yeah, email me compliments about you, please. That'd be great. Oh yeah, I'll just talk myself up in an email and then send it to you. But listeners, uh, Max came on when we reviewed uh, Lady in the Water, and I, I thought because Max has probably reviewed the worst movie his podcast has done so far, I would have him on to review a really good movie. That's and time. Yeah. So today, we are going to talk about the 2019 comedy drama film, Jojo Rabbit. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was written and directed by... Uh, Taika Waititi, uh, shoot, Taika Waititi, um, man, also have you on here for directors whose names I cannot pronounce, um, <laughs> and this is actually, uh, he also played Hitler in the movie, too. He did? Yeah, huh. which, which also makes it fun because he is Jewish. Hitler was a really good, like, oh, that was, well, what did you say? <laughs> what did you, you say? Sorry. The guy who played, I was thinking that the guy who played Hitler did a really good job. Like, it was mm-hmm. really, really campy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for this movie, that fit right along with the plot. So this uh, movie was actually adapted from the 2008 book called Caging, uh, Caging Skies, written by Christine uh, Lunin. And um, you might also know Tahini from um, directing and starring in the 2014 mockumentary What We Do in the Shadows with Jermaine Clement from Play the Concords. And he also directed 2017 movie Thor Ragnarok. Whoa. I love the slate delay that there is in our audio that <laughs> I genuinely did not know that um he directed either of those movies. One of them because I hadn't heard of before. Oh and the other one because why do I care who directed Thor Ragnarok? Because he's a great actor, apparently. Apparently. Um, yeah, but I would really recommend what we do in the shadow. It's a very funny movie, and the TV show uh, that comes from it, too, is okay. amazing. 
so the funny thing of, about Jojo Rabbit is that the book it was based off of is not a comedy at all. It's a very dark book. But um, but uh, uh, what he was really fascinated by it because it took the perspective of a child during World War II rather than like a typical story that takes the place, you know, in, in the view of like a soldier or a survivor. And he yeah. was intrigued by that. And he wanted to uh, make this comedy that kind of combined the tragedy and violence of the Holocaust, but like through the perspective of a rug rat. Mm-hmm. So it's like portraying violence through the fantastical lens of a child. And the UFO really makes that, I feel like an easy mm-hmm. opportunity to, because it is sort of like, at least because he's an American, right? And um, no. Oh, he's not. Okay. Well, I should. Yeah, I think I looked this up. But I forgot to write it down. One second. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Well, I just thought like the I the one of the first things that I thought of when I started watching this movie was okay, cool. This is a Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. And then about fifteen <laughs> seconds into the movie, I learned, oh no, he's a Nazi. <laughs> and I feel like the whole first fifteen minutes that I watched kind of was laced with that kind of it's basically just the Nazi boy scouts. I like, I even like during those 15 minutes, I started looking up info about the young folks. I'd never heard of them before. Yeah. And like, it does really sound like, like a big part of the purpose of the young folk, in addition to indoctrinating them into Nazi beliefs, uh, was to get kids outside and mm-hmm. teach them how to camp. Yeah. And this was literally it. It felt like Moonrise Kingdom. Just you I was going to say, a yeah, a lot of extra violence. It's like Moonrise Kingdom, but with less Nazis. No, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Anderson really knows how to pick them. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact: Every Wes Anderson movie is about Nazism. No. Uh, so, yeah, uh, actually, and also uh, Taika Waititi is from New Zealand. I apologize for all the okay. ways I'll butcher his name throughout this podcast. That is my disclaimer starting now. So this entire cast for Jojo Rabbit is pretty amazing. Um, oh, I didn't know a lot of them. Really? I guess because a lot of them are kids. A lot of them are kids. A lot of them might not have shown up when you were watching, to be fair. That's true. <laughs> I saw that Scarlett Johansson was in the cast, but I didn't see her in a minute of the movie. So that's probably going to be confusing for me when you tell me what actually happened. Yeah, she played... Uh, she actually played uh, JoJo's little fat friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good. That's a good role for her. Wow, really, I'm not sure who gets that. Really, really branching out. Um, Black Widow's basically just a chubby little. Boy what's, Scout. That, what's that kid's name? Yorkie. Yorkie. Yeah. So JoJo and Yorkie, they haven't really done much um, before this um, movie is their first roles, but. Both those like little kids were amazing. JoJo's fashion choice, especially, was amazing throughout this whole thing. Um, Scarlett Johansson, like you said, is in it. She plays uh, JoJo's mom, Rosie. You might know her. (laughs) (laughs) JoJo had a mom, (laughs) Um, but you might know her from Home Alone Three and We Bought a Zoo. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot she was in Home Alone Three. Uh, she's actually, yeah, she's Black Widow in the Marvel Universe, and she what also Marvel? is Marvel. What? What's that? Marvel? Who's the Black Widow? The Black Widow? Yeah. 
Are you? I. <laughs> the only woman in the series until the Scarlet Witch came out, pretty much. So. Um. Anyway, uh, she was also in some awesome movies like The Prestige, Hail Caesar, and Isle of Dogs. Um, uh, Oscar winner Saf, uh, Sam Rockwell played Klenzendorf yeah. or Captain K. I recognized him. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. In fact, he starred in three movies that have been nominated for Best Picture for the last three Oscars. So for 2018, oh he was in three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which he won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. In 2019, he was Veep when he would, uh, played George Bush. Now, uh, 2021, when he, uh, he played um, Captain K and Jojo Rabbit. Oh, he got nominated for an Oscar for this? No, not for this. But, oh, but Jojo shit. Rabbit got nominated for Best Picture. That's what okay. I mean. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I recognized him. I, I definitely really liked his role as George Bush. He did a fantastic job playing him in Vice. Mm. But um, never seen it actually. Wait, is it Veep? It's Vice. Vice. Veep's the one Veep's the HBO show. Veep is a television show. Vice is it. a movie about Dick Cheney. Um yeah. and I but I also recognized him. He didn't bring this one up. Uh, he was in uh, the Green Mile. He played uh Wild Oh Bull. yeah. Yeah. He had a very I mean two completely different characters and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a fantastic actor. Thank you for letting me watch a movie with him in it. No problem. <laughs> that was like the one saving grace of watching um, Lady in the Water was that Paul Giamatti was in it. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. Uh, Alf- Alfie Allen played Finkel. Uh, he was Dion Greyjoy in all eight seasons of Game of Thrones, and he was oh, castr- I- he was castrated for five of them. Um, <laughs> Rebel Wilson uh, played yeah. Fraulein Rom. Uh, you might know her as Fat Amy in the pitch. Uh, perfect movies or the buttholeist Jenny Any Dots and Cats. You might also know her from your mom talking about her favorite hip young actress of our generation. <laughs> it, like currently or in like 2016? Like uh, now, nah, well, she's probably in her mid 30s, right? Yeah, but she's not doing much. She was in Cats, I guess. So I'm sorry. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Stephen Merchant. Uh, was in here for a little bit. He played Captain Deertz, who oh, was the head of the he was the head of the Gestapo, well-known oh. British comedian oh. who co-wrote and directed The Office, um, the UK version, and helped bring it to America. Um, so yeah, that's the cast oh. is pretty amazing. <laughs> Man, one thing that I didn't realize I appreciated about Lady in the Water until now is that I basically <laughs> met all of the characters within the 30 minutes that I watched. Mm. But like half of the characters you just listed, I had no idea they were in the film. <laughs> I just love that I brought you here to redeem the fact that we we watched Lady in the Water and you keep bringing it up. <laughs> is, this P, is this PTSD right now for you? Um, it is. It's also my main frame of reference for doing this podcast. Of any so, movie? <laughs> yes, out of all other movies. Mm. So now it's the part where we talk a little bit about the re- uh, reviews of this movie. Max, I'm going to need you to try to guess what the Rotten Tomato score is. And is this is the score, this is a score, again, that critics have given it. It's got to be high. I'm going to give it like a 90 plus percent. A 90 what? I need a number. <laughs> 90. Okay. It's actually 80. Oh, what um, the fuck, critics? I think, I think because it's movie got a lot of acclaim there have been a few articles that have left critics kind of divided saying that this movie is offensive or um goes the wrong way 
with what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, from this article from the New Yorker, I'm going to read a few bits from that. It okay. said that um, Jojo Rabbit is conspicuously, conspicu- conspicuously, long words, a movie about the presence of good Nazis who, at critical moments, conducted their own forms of resistance from inside the institution of power. Above all, the subject of Jojo Rabbit is, in effect, don't judge a Nazi by its cover, don't judge Nazis by their uniforms or their allegiances or their declar- uh, declarations or even their action. No, there's a lot of words here I didn't look at. I'm just going to say they, <laughs> the main point of this article was that this movie focuses a lot on these characters who are Nazis, but it more focuses on the fact that they did good deeds. Like how special, or special, like how Captain K, for example, helped save JoJo. And it makes well, these Nazis like empathetic, which is the big reason why they say that this movie is so offensive. To retort that, Ta, uh, Watiti uh, said that he thinks that Jojo Rabbit wouldn't get as much backlash if they would remember that he was Jewish and he made this movie and played Hitler. So <laughs> I feel like I guess I didn't see the whole movie. I was not under the impression that Captain K was a good Nazi. He seemed to really hate his job. Yeah, I I thought they pretty much set him up from the beginning as being like the anti like that, not the anti Nazi. Like He still works for the party. But, but I think that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't really get the impression that he was supposed to be painted as a good Nazi. And maybe there were other characters that I didn't meet. Like, I'm sure the head of the Gestapo was supposed to be painted as, like, a loyal Nazi. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't really get that vibe from this movie that it was in support of Nazism. I mean, literally, the final scene was Jojo. I won't say it. Can yeah. I say it? No, we'll get to it. Well, yeah. And I, I don't say I would agree with this, but I think also when you deal with any kind of satire about the Holocaust too. You mm-hmm. get those criticisms of like, you're trying to make light of a very serious thing that happened. Yeah. So you're always going to get those kind of things. Now look at the producers, look at life is beautiful. Look at the great dictator, all movies that were great, but had re- probably criticism at the time of like, yeah. but what you're showing about Nazism might be harmful. So I'm just saying as a, I think that's why this is not as high of the scores. I agree that it should get, Sure. But anyway, uh, what do you think the audience gave this movie? Probably higher. I'm going to stick with my 90%. 94. Cool. Yeah, this mo- uh, I, I agree with you. This was such an amazing movie. It made me feel bad, actually, to have you watch a good movie, uh, to have to spoil <laughs> it a little bit for you, because I want everyone to watch this movie. Uh, this is the first movie this podcast has reviewed that was nominated for an Oscar um, it was nominated for five Oscars, Best Supporting Actress for Scarlett Johansson, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, and Best Picture, which it lost to Parasite, but it did win Best Adapted Screenplay. So it's also our I'm, first Oscar winner. I'm surprised Tenet wasn't nominated for any Oscars. I mean, it's a bad movie. I don't know why you're saying on the plot all you want. It was, like, well-directed. And if you, the audience, wants to know more about my opinions of Tenet, watch our previous <laughs> episode where <laughs> it's scathing. <laughs> See, I hope Tenet didn't win Oscar. I'm going to feel stupid right now. Not for-, for writing. The plot was bad, but it was a very nice to watch movie. Oh my God. Tenet did win Oscars. God, no <laughs> liar. <laughs> it's Christopher Nolan. What you expect? It won for best visual effects. Exactly. Uh, That's God. what I'm saying. I'm I'm not gonna lie. 
I forgot we did Tenet because I kind of blocked it out of my mind. I only thought the only movie we did was Hereditary that might have been nominated for anything. So I completely forgot we did Tenet. Uh, that's on me. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I keep you honest. Yeah. Sorry out there. Sorry out there, audience. Um, me and the rest of the fans. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep you true to your word, buddy. Sorry to, um, sorry to Zane's dad and that one person in France that listens to our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, enough chit chat. Let's yeah. get into the movie, Max. Yeah. Max, you can yeah. watch the first 15 and last 15 minutes. Or at I least did. You should have if you did this I, right. I did. Okay. Yes, sir. I, tell me what happened in those first 15 minutes, please. Holy moly. So. What uh, didn't happen in those first 15 <laughs> You know what didn't happen? A lot of stuff. So the movie opens up with a few shots of a little boy dressed in scout's gear, uh, standing in front of a mirror, hyping himself up uh, for his big day to come, Mm -hmm. saying, my name is Jojo. I am 10 years old. This and that about myself. A little bit of exposition. And then out of nowhere, he he says he's joining the ranks of the young folk. And then uh, suddenly you see a man walk in front of him wearing the Nazi emblem. And you say, holy moly, uh, this boy's a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, I wasn't getting when I said the, the very first things that I wrote in my notes were, I will, I will quote it. Okay. Boy Scouts. <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom. Dot, dot, dot. Young folk. <laughs> German Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> Hell, Hitler? Oh, no. <laughs> Were the first six sentences I wrote down. <laughs> oh, my God. That so, was... yeah, little, little Jojo is standing in front of the mirror. He's getting ready for this day. And uh, he's talking to uh, Adolf Hitler, who is not the real Adolf Hitler. Um, it is a figment of his imagination. He's talking to Hitler in his own head. He's pretending that Hitler's in the room with him, helping him get ready for uh, his day. And Hitler's asking him how he feels. And he says, yeah, I feel a little nervous. And he goes through a bunch of um, animals, which I think animals are probably a pretty important part of the movie. He, he, he runs through, um, you have a snake mind. You have, I believe it was a wolf heart, and you have a panther's courage. And we know and how you feel about wolves. You are I, really you, pro wolf. I'm very, very pro wolf. I'm also very pro snake. Uh, panthers, I can do without. Yeah. Um, panthers are fine, I guess, whatever. Here's but, where you know, Max is against panthers. I anti panther, pro snake, pro wolf. Fight me about it. That's fine. But yeah. Hitler's telling him all this stuff to hype him up, get him ready for his first day as yeah. a 10 year old, mm-hmm. uh, joining the ranks of the young folk, mm-hmm. which, uh, the first 15 minutes before I, uh, passed out was spent with a lot of researching, frantic researching of, uh, <laughs> what the young folk are, because mm-hmm. I figured it was probably a, uh, a ploy, like sort of a, a, a gag at German boy Scouts, but no, it's actually just the, precursor to um uh the hitler youth mm-hmm. but it is sort of like the boy scouts uh i i, I learned i actually found a quote from hitler uh where he talked about <laughs> wow uh, boys, boys and girls <laughs> entering um 
entering the Jungfolk at the age of 10, <laughs> often for the first time to get some fresh air and practice camping. Um, so uh, pretty comparable to the Boy Scouts, which I have opinions about, and I'll talk about that later. Question, real yeah. quick. What do you think would be the medals that <laughs> the Nazi Boy Scouts would get? <laughs> table tennis? <laughs> Definitely table tennis. Realistically, Art. probably actual tennis. Definitely going to go with uh, stoning of Jews, uh, okay. propaganda, mm-hmm. uh, making um, for the girls, um, baby making. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. That's, <laughs> a really, that's a really messed up part of this movie. <laughs> I forgot you saw that part. That's very uh-huh. fair. So I have opinions about that. We can talk about it later. But okay. yes, he's getting ready for the young folk. And um, Hitler in his head is like helping him psych up. And he's, they go through this really funny banter, like this back and forth where uh, he tells Jojo to say, Heil, Heil me, man. And yeah. Jojo goes, Heil Hitler. And Hitler's like, what? Come on, you can do it better than that. Heil Hitler. And he's like, mm, Heil Hitler. And he's like, <laughs> Hitler, what is this? And then they just go back and forth, like saying it better and better and with more enthusiasm. <laughs> It's a, I mean, it's a really engaging opening scene for, I didn't realize at first that Hitler was just in his head. Oh, you um, thought I, I Hitler thought, just, I just thought Hitler was his dad. Whoa. <laughs> um, oh, I guess it's anyway. better than Hitler just doing house visits. So just like, oh, I babysit, <laughs> I babysit on the side. <laughs> I wouldn't put that past him, but uh, this is a movie. So anything can happen. So uh, Jojo psyched up, runs outside his house, sprints off to his first day of young folk and that is where we meet uh yorkie we meet his friend yorkie the fat little uh boy played by scarlett johansson can we call him pudgy because like he's just yeah. so adorable yeah that's that... true he i mean he's a really good character yeah jojo also calls him a fat little boy but <laughs> i suppose i yeah pudgy is a cuter word <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But he's a not- also, I don't want to do discredit to Scarlett Johansson's fantastic career. So I I, I want to use the most flattering language. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, we, we meet Yorkie. Yorkie's his friend who's also joining the Jung folk for the first time. And then we get to the Jung folk camp. All of the newbies are crowded around this big stage that is yeah. set up. It, it really looks like the Boy Scouts. Um, it's built out of wood and twigs. It has a little Nazi uh, swastika on the top as a, like a crest. Yeah. Um, and standing in the middle, we've got Captain K, Sam Rockwell. I can't pronounce the actual character's full name, but... He's called Captain K. Captain K, sure. Yeah. Which... Um, yeah, if we want to keep talking about comparisons to, to things in uh, America, that felt like a really on-the-nose comparison to Captain Kangaroo, which, yeah, that's what I thought of immediately, at least. But yeah, he's doing the quintessential um, bad guy opening scene where he's eating an apple and in, like, introducing himself with a lot of violent exposition. Uh, he's uh, He's talking about how he is leading the young folk instead of leading military pursuits because of a Nazi operation that was poorly managed Mm -hmm. uh, that left him with one eye. Yeah. And he then proceeds to go on and show that despite only having one eye, he's a very, very skilled marksman and he shows off a lot of his ability to shoot. He like shoots a bunch of stuff to a bunch of applause uh, and really like fantastic fashion. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes on, he introduces the other people standing next to him. Neither of them really came up in the rest of the movie that I watched. No. But um, I forget the man's name. It didn't seem important. I don't think he came up again. Franz? Um, was that Franz? Yes. Not only is that a very common German name, but I think that Finkel. Sorry. Finkel. <laughs> Finkel. Yeah. Um, and then standing to his other side was uh, Rebel Wilson's character. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Rom. Her last name was Rom. That's all I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, I think she did great for the time she had. Like, I think she just for what I the, saw the the two scenes that I saw her in. She did a fantastic job. It was yeah. really compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he introduces them. He does his shooting my gun to impress the little kids thing, mm-hmm. and then he like lays out the tenets of camp, which is basically that trigger you. <laughs> Why? What? Did I say tenet. Oh <laughs> no, I. I did. I didn't. I honestly did not hear you hear that say that word because gotcha. I have blocked the word tenant out of my brain. I don't blame you. I don't blame <laughs> you. Um, but he, he's going over the main rules of the Yum Folk Camp, uh, which is basically the boys get to um, the purpose of the Yum Folk Camp is to prepare the young boys for going off to war. Mm-hmm. So they play quote war games in the upcoming montage. We see them like playing a, a like a of like a mock war simulation where they yeah. like pretend to kill each other and they like practice knives. Um, they practice throwing knives. That's a big thing. Uh, um, a little bit of foreshadowing where mm-hmm. in that montage, we see uh, one boy throw a knife against the tree and then it, it was Yorkie and hits him in the leg. It was Yorkie. Yorkie threw the knife in the tree and it bounced off of it and hit someone else and stuck in someone oh, else's leg. Okay. I'll still, I'll chalk that up as foreshadowing. But, um, but anyway, that was yeah, amazing. We get that that was so, that, good. it was a very impressive shot. <laughs> um, also, didn't they say those knives are supposed to be sharp as fuck too, but it just bounces off a tree. Yeah, whatever. It's a movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them credit for that. I can't believe the Nazis are liars. <laughs> Honestly, what the hell? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, the, we get that montage, but right before we cut to that montage, uh, we get an introduction to what the girls will be doing. The girls are going to be learning how to dress wounds, make beds, and make babies. Um, these are 10-year-old girls. And Rebel Wilson proudly proclaims, I have had 18 children for Germany. Mm. I just mm. love them. I saw that the whole audience is silence when she's like, and you will make babies for Hitler. And like, yep. nobody says anything. It's just dead silence. I thought I heard the first time I saw that scene. I thought someone just went, oh, but they did. They did. <laughs> oh, they did. I, I watched oh. mine with closed captioning and they, they catch a couple of awes in it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Ugh. Um, yeah. If you want to like talk about this movie stance on Nazism, none of the characters seem too thrilled to be Nazis. <laughs> But anyhow, okay, so we get that. Uh, that's the basic rules of camp. Then we go into this montage of what the boys mostly, we get a couple shots of the girls. Yeah. Uh, but we get we get a shot of, like, what the day at camp was like. There was a lot of, um, uh, yeah, like, practicing with knives. There was a lot of war games that they were playing. Um, I think there was a scene where we saw a kid doing jumping jacks, shirtless, and wearing a gas mask, which... I don't really know what that's supposed to teach you, but I thought it was funny. We're, they're really jumping in the shape of swastikas too. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> which is just like a which is just a super mario pose honestly like <laughs> so. it really was. I, I don't think i remember seeing that shot and i don't think if they didn't start it by saying show us your swastika pose i would have gotten that it was supposed to be a swastika got worse that was captain falcon's first <laughs> when he was asked by his character said show me your moves it was show me your swastika but they oh, had to cut swastika. it so. oh god <laughs> Oh my god. This is gonna this this episode is gonna be so hated. <laughs> it's, it, it's hard, but it's a good movie. And we're not Nazis, so we're safe. Anyhow, so yeah. I'm, about, yeah, I agree. I agree with that also. I feel like I have to say, yes, we're not. Um, yes. or it's gonna make it seem conspicuous. I didn't say anything after that. Hello, my name is Max. It's a mononym. Look it up. I am going on the record officially as saying that I am not a Nazi. Thanks. I'm Ray, and I'm going on the record as saying same. Great. But the uh, Boy Scouts no, of America no. is too similar to Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, sure is. But yes, okay, so we get all of that. And then there's a, a smash cut to uh, nighttime. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jojo and Yorkie are uh, going to bed. They're sharing a tent. And uh, they're, they're just, like, talking about the day that they had. And um, I don't really remember most of the conversation. It seemed pretty inconsequential. But Jojo makes a comment about how Hitler is his best friend. And he's ready to kill any Jew on the spot. And Yorkie says, I thought I was your best friend. Jojo says, well, spot number one's got to be reserved for Hitler. But you're my second best friend. And Yorkie basically just says, yeah, I'm a fat little guy. And Jojo says, uh-huh. And then, bam. Okay, next day. <laughs> um, next day, we get all of the boys are being trained by some, it appears to be Hitler youth, some, like, mm-hmm. teenage boys and a couple girls, which, that confused me. That felt kind of insigni- like uh, incongruent with what why we the girls were there? earlier. Yeah, like, well, why I- were the girls allowed to teach the boys about this stuff? What, when I don't th- earlier it was established yeah. that they have to learn how to make babies. I don't think this was like officially like part of the seminar. I think it was just like, you know, it okay. was like their time off and like the and cool- they just collected this group of kids. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The cool German teenagers after they were yeah. done smoking their cigarettes were like, All right, kids, here's I'm not going to try a German accent. It's going to be too bad. Um, all right. <laughs> all right, kid. No, I was, see, that was bad. It was British. <laughs> you tried. You said you would try and then you tried. <laughs> it's funny because I played Hitler in a play once. Ray. I did. No, let me explain. Ray. Um, no, no. Less than three minutes ago, <laughs> you and I both really established that we're not Nazis. I mean, I'm not. I only, I just played one in a play. I just, okay. Okay. Like it was a, we are, it was a college and we are doing, um, some sketch comedies that we were writing and they asked me to be in one and it was the idea of Hitler and the Wicked Witch of the West going on a date. So I had to be a Nazi and I had like, I didn't know at all how to do a German accent. So I was just like, tried everything really slow. I was like, oh, so what did you think of the movie? And it was just so, it was not good. The the, the main thing that I can think of is keep your voice stern and make er noises more like ah noises like heil hitler yeah uh, and w's are v's like so what did you think of these things yeah there you go you, yeah. you nailed it you just have to think about it a little anyways 
Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. And then we got that out of the way. But yeah, I think it's um yeah, how I take it is that when you start this camp, you're like Nazi level one, but when you're Nazi mm. level six, you can um do more things. So go ahead. Yeah. So six, um, so level six Nazis talking level one Nazis. Go ahead. Yeah, we've got the uh, we we've got a group of teenage Hitler youths. Yeah. Uh, collected a group of kids that includes Yorkie and Jojo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about the importance of like basically hardening yourself to learn to kill, mm-hmm. and the importance of squashing your fears. Pretty it, much home ec. <laughs> it really <laughs> this is a harsh home ec, buddy. Um, I feel like th- th- it kind of just felt like bullying, to be honest. I, it, I don't it, really it, know. It was the main thing that I felt like really, really set this movie apart or the young folk apart from Boy Scouts, at least in the context of the five minutes that I'd seen of it so far. And that, like, it's eight sponsored outright violence these teenagers were teaching the young folk um the value of killing and uh as evidence of it they uh pulled jojo up front and they asked him to snap a bunny's neck they hand him a bunny and they teach him how and then they tell him to do it and then everyone starts to chant uh kill kill which is kind of how nazism works just group morale it is Um, no it was i thought it was a really poignant scene yeah and then yeah (laughs) uh, uh, ultimately after uh, probably a minute or so of tension uh jojo decides to not uh kill the bunny he lets it go he runs uh, he lets the rabbit run away but not too far because one of the teenage boys uh catches it runs up to it and uh snaps its neck in front of the group of kids chucks it away the other teenage boy says nice shot which um w- weird compliment but whatever well uh, it's funny because i watched that and i was like what a horrible thing yeah. to do but then i also thought but not the worst thing nazis have done so it was kind of like a yeah. mixed response so not it, the worst thing nazis have done but keep in mind like the whole movie is being told to us from the perspective of a 10 year old right never killed anybody they're grown adult nazis who killed adult human beings but here we've got this 10 year old boy who's really not accustomed to death he's like talking up a big game the day before right about how he could kill a jew if he saw one but i he don't he, think he actual to, threat of killing a bunny and he can't do it but not to get you know you don't think that even a small child during nazi germany is not going to recognize all the death that's happening. I mean, he's openly acknowledging that Jews are dying. So I'm not going to say that that small child probably never came around death before. Probably never had to kill something before. Small child probably. I, I don't know. I. It's think, not really posed like it. I feel like that he, scene was a really big testament to he can talk a big game, but when push comes to shove, he can't do it. I think that's like a really central theme of the movie is the value of learning to preserve a life. And Jojo at 10 years old is being taught, no, I, I can't do it. Well, he probably can't kill something, but I don't know. I think it's just to think that, like, you can hide the fact that there's, like, a lot of death happening in Nazi Germany is, I don't know. I just don't I think feel... He knew it as, I think he knew it in theory. 
but he like his, even his dad his dad got shipped off to italy and then deserted so like we we don't know we we don't know what happened in terms of like like, like he we don't know what Jojo's perspective is. Okay. We don't know what happened to his dad in relation to what he knows. Sure. Um, as far as I'm aware, I didn't learn anything else about his dad other than the fact that he deserted in Italy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I guess I should have said that, that, that actually I think comes up in this scene. Yeah, it uh, does. He lets the rabbit go. And then, yeah, the very next thing that happens after he lets the rabbit go, the teenage boy starts bullying him um over his uh like family's lack of courage as the hitler youth calls it mm-hmm. and uh jojo's family's I, I guess like lack of commitment to the uh nazi party in that um he couldn't kill a rabbit his father couldn't kill um a jew or whatever mm-hmm. i i guess i don't really know what his father's circumstance was but mm-hmm. yeah so that happens and then jojo runs away Jojo runs off into the woods <laughs> just like he tried to let the rabbit do. And then he, he he gets some alone time. He cries a little bit. And then he starts talking to Hitler again in his head. Uh, still not the real Hitler. Oh, yeah. I thought this scene was really good because we see a lot of examples of Hitler being a terrible role model <laughs> in this few minutes of discussion. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense, but keep in mind, like the movie as of right now has been posing Hitler as Jojo's role model. Yeah. Um, basically his father figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still, we've we've got Hitler making comments like, Yeah, you know what people used to say about me? They used to say that I was gonna get everybody killed, but look at me now. <laughs> Earlier we had Captain K saying, uh, this, the war effort's basically over, everyone's gonna die, we're all screwed. So so what stance is that taking? It's taking that Hitler is, you know, a bad role model to Jojo. And that's not to include the fact that he offered Jojo cigarettes. A cigarette, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I got is that this is like an adult Calvin and Hobbes. Uh yeah, that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Which Hobbes is a tiger, right? Yeah. Yeah. If Hobbes was just an asshole. So <laughs> if Hobbes was or, a basic. If Hobbes was a Hitler, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we get that dialogue and despite, uh, there being subtle undertones of Hitler being a bad influence, there's also a really interesting, I thought incongruent comment that he makes about animals because the whole premise of this conversation that Jojo's having with Hitler is, um, I let the rabbit go and they Mm -hmm. made fun of me for it. Yeah. Hitler says, I could care less about the rabbit men. Um, in my new world order, we're going to have all kinds of animals. We're going to have this kind of animal and that kind of animal and even rabbits. We're going to have rhinoceroses and octopuses, rhinoctopuses. Uh, <laughs> and I thought that was super interesting because it, it feels like maybe another way that I might be reading too much into this, but maybe another way that it's displaying Hitler as being a bad role model is he he's super accepting of all these different types of animals, including weak, harmless oh, rats. Oh, I think about that. He's totally, tr- his whole MO is to exterminate people who aren't perfect. Yeah. It's like Hitler youth even look at a bunny and say, this is a garbage animal. But Hitler mm-hmm. says, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not consistent. What are you trying to teach this boy as value? Well, it's, it's Jojo's perspective of Hitler. That's true. That's a good point. 
Yeah. So Jojo wants Hitler to love the rabbit because Jojo's a rabbit. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's true. A lot of it could be Jojo's perspective uh, uh, manipulating what Hitler is saying too. Mm-hmm. Like sort of hearing what he wants to hear. Exactly. But yeah. So we get that scene. Hitler spends a few minutes encouraging Jojo. Mm-hmm. Um, he sends Jojo back off with a vigor. Um, <laughs> right before he heads back to the group, um, he runs into Yorkie, who also came along to try to encourage him. But poor little Scarlett Johansson has just got such little legs and can't really run too fast. <laughs> so she did not make it uh, to Jojo before he already got to talk to Hitler. Yorkie honestly probably would have given Jojo better advice because Jojo's next move is to run back to the group Mm -hmm. uh, who are now in very short turnover (laughs) suddenly practicing how to throw grenades with Captain Mm -hmm. K. They're Mm -hmm. sitting in lines of trenches and he's holding a grenade in his hand standing on top of the trenches and he's saying I'm going to give each of you one of these. I'm going to strictly supervise this. Um, Please be careful don't run out after it. And then while this is happening, while Captain K, the good role model, is teaching them what to do with grenades, Jojo, inspired by Hitler, is running at uh, Captain K, yeah. jumps over the trenches, picks up the grenade from Captain K's hand, runs off with it, throws it, foreshadowing, throws it, bounces off the tree, lands directly back in front of Jojo. <laughs> and then... Another example of Hitler being a bad role model. What happens? Hitler, before even disappearing from Jojo's frame of mind, we see Hitler run away and just yeah. say, bye, Jojo, you deal with this. Yeah. Uh, and then the grenade explodes and you see Jojo whoop, flop off to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where uh, the first part ended for me. That was the end of the first 15 minutes. You know, what I wrote uh, trees too, not too zero. <laughs> All right, so it was the first 15. You took a quick nap. You fell asleep. It was a long movie. I get it. I spent a lot. I spent 15 minutes furiously researching the young folk and Hitler youth. And okay. I passed out from exhaustion. Uh, yeah. So um, when you woke up, what happened? Uh, I was greeted by uh, absolutely. What, what, what crazy mishaps did Nazis get into when you woke up? Uh, you know, just the end of World War II. <laughs> Uh, VE Day. No, yeah. nothing major. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was VE Day. I guess I don't know that for certain, but that's what I was under the impression of. The The first thing I saw was JoJo staring at two absolutely insane looking uh, Nazi soldiers shooting guns in like these really fantastical poses. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like they were like getting ready for a painting or something. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's like a really long shot of that for like probably 15, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they run off to battle. And what does Jojo do? What is his response? He, he, Jojo is taking in what's happening around him. He's watching German citizens die. He's watching Nazi soldiers lose and like try to kill to defend themselves. Uh, but Dojo's response is, like with the grenade, to run away. Uh, he runs away and he hides in the basement of a building uh, like in, in downtown whatever city this is. Uh, uh, San Francisco, I think. Uh, yeah, this happened in San Francisco. Remember when the Nazis took over San Francisco? It was really weird. They set up Boy Scout camps. Mm, I was on vacation. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, he hides out in the basement for a little bit, and then he comes out at the end of all the warfare, and we see that um, the the fighting is over. Uh, the Nazis have lost. We see American troops soldiering around the city carrying American flags. Shocker. Uh, yeah. Who? What a plot who twist. Uh. Who would have guessed that Germany would have lost World War II in this movie? It's crazy. But yeah, JoJo's walking around for a little bit, taking in the destruction, still sort of like mesmerized by, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. The Third Reich fell. Yeah. Um, still, though, he ran away like a rabbit and preserved his life. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen next is uh, he gets picked up by an American soldier who seems oddly very mad at him. Yeah. Um, I don't know how an American soldier could have looked at a 10 year old boy and deemed him a Nazi threat, but he gets thrown into a he's wearing pile. A Hitler, he's wearing a Hitler outfit. Oh, he was. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what that was. That makes or, a lot of sense. Not Hitler outfit, Nazi outfit. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, so um, the American soldier was yelling German, and then a German child was yelling English, which is really funny. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It's <laughs> funny. But yeah, so uh, Jojo gets thrown into this uh, group of uh, Nazi soldiers mm-hmm. uh, who are kind of just piled up. It appears to be like as POWs. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think it's just some person's backyard um, in the middle of this town. We see. Who would have thought it's Captain K? Um, Captain K is in the same group of Nazis, and it would appear that through some odds and ends, he got recruited back into the military um, mm-hmm. and was fighting as a Nazi again. Mm-hmm. But uh, either way, he, he's in this group of Nazis, and uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're ready to be POWs. And he starts talking to Jojo, and it is just constant encouragement. And Captain K, very fortunately, caught me up to speed um, in a lot of stuff that happened. <laughs> very while true. I was asleep. Very uh, true. He tells me that um, somebody named Rosie uh, was a very good person and didn't deserve to die. And if you um, would have remembered when we went through the characters, you would know who that was. <laughs> I I know I know that's not what I thought happened. That's not who I thought Rosie was. Okay. You're going to see that when I go through my middle part. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, You're like, the Nazis won, but then they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got hit. Uh, um, uh, he, he, he laments that Rosie's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also encourages Jojo for the book that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says Jojo wrote a very good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he apologized for making fun of Jojo's book. Mm-hmm. Then we've got... Yeah, basically just Captain K saying, you keep on living. You're a good guy. Um, You know how to discern right from wrong. You go off and fend for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But this little kid's wearing apparently a Nazi outfit. So how is he going to do that? Well, uh, Captain K starts loudly proclaiming that Jojo is a Jew and he starts spitting on Jojo. And Jojo starts crying and screaming like, no, Captain K, don't do this. Mm -hmm. They cart Jojo off. They cart Captain K off in the opposite direction. Off screen, we hear shots. Captain mm-hmm. K just got firing ranged. Yep. Um, he's now really... Captain. He's now Captain Kaput. Aww. He was still a Nazi, Max. I don't feel bad. That's See, fair. this is what the New Yorker was talking about. <laughs> I really didn't think he was a dedicated Nazi, but whatever. He was still killing allies. 
that's fair. He was he did get recruited back into the military. That's fair. But yeah, so uh, Jojo is now free. He's no longer being held by the Nazis. Um, now that you mentioned that outfit uh, choice, it does stand out to me that the first thing he does when he gets back to his house is change clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts on normal tree clothes. And then he talks to a girl hiding in his attic. Whoa, what's up with that? Turns out her name is Elsa. Is this Frozen 3? That's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> let me go. Let me go. <laughs> you were waiting to say that. I really didn't. I really came up with it right now. Hell yeah. I'm pretty um, quick. Yeah. Like a rabbit. <laughs> just like a rabbit. Just like Jojo. Wow. That's a he Nazism. Talks- oh my God. He talks to jo- uh, he-, he talks to Elsa. Uh, Elsa asks him uh, what's going on, what happened. Jojo lies to her and says the Germans won the war. Mm-hmm. And Elsa looks distraught. She doesn't know what to do. Then he like leaves her alone for a little bit. And he goes up to what appears to be the book that he wrote. Um, and he's flipping through page after page after page. Ten-year-old uh, boy drawings of evil Jews. Ten-year-old uh, boy drawings of like kids killing Jews. Um, and then we get to the last few pages, which are much nicer. And I think the suggestion is that Elsa took the book and drew in pictures. The The only one that I distinctly remember is the last one, which is a picture of a little boy locking up a rabbit in a birdcage. And that seems to like really hit. Um, that seems to really hit Jojo in his heart. He goes upstairs and um, he has one more final end-all-be-all conversation with Hitler where they duke it out. Hitler is yelling at him, full-on bad role model, <laughs> yelling at Jojo, do not help this dirty Jew. She is a bad waste of your time. Hile me, man. Yeah. Jojo says, no. He's like, hi, me, man. And he says, fuck off, Hitler. Kicks him in the ball so hard that he flies out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice how Hitler looked? I noticed he looked a lot more disheveled. I noticed yeah. he was wearing a different outfit, but I didn't know what it meant. Yep. He also, if you looked, he had a bullet hole out of the top of his head. Oh, shit. That's a good detail. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's harsh. Harsh, but also accurate. Also, um, hey. Also, Nazi. Also, Hitler. Yeah. Nazi, Hitler. Uh, let's just remind the audience. Uh, this podcast is anti-Hitler. Anti-Nazis. Uh, <laughs> Anti-Boy Scout, too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. He dukes it out with Hitler, and then he goes back downstairs. He has a change of heart. He tells uh, um, uh, Elsa, Elsa that somebody named Nathan, who uh-huh. I can assume was her boyfriend okay. at some point wrote her a letter and that Jojo and Nathan collaborated on a way to help Elsa escape mm-hmm. I have no idea why that was necessary because uh-huh. what happens is she went first of all she reveals Nathan's dead already so <gasps> I lie about that uh, second of all um, she comes outside she agrees to let Jojo help her escape and then she walks outside and the first thing that happens is a car drives past waving the American flag mm-hmm. and Elsa pissed off reasonably turns around and slaps Jojo in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Fair. And then, 
they 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 talk a little bit. They have a dialogue. Jojo asks her if she still views him as a younger brother or if he's something more. And she says, you're still my younger brother. Probably not literally his younger brother, uh, her younger brother, probably, um, probably like, you know, just relationally. Um, and then they have a little heart to heart uh, dance. They, they have a little dance off. Uh, felt a lot like Pulp Fiction. The scene with John Travolta and Uma Thurman. And then that's the end of the movie. There's a quote at the end that I didn't understand. And they end with David Bowie's We Could Be Heroes in German. Huh. <laughs> Another Western music icon. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Max, uh, that was the beginning and the end. Yeah. Now, tell me, what do you think happened in between? <clears throat> okay. So, we're going back to uh, the Jungfolk camp. Okay. And um, uh, Jojo just got blown up by a grenade. As one does. So Jojo, at the end of the movie, looks totally fine. He's got like a little scar on his cheek. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to run with the premise that for some stupid reason, this grenade didn't kill him. Okay. Uh, well, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, uh, Jojo just spends a couple days in the hospital. He looked fine at the end, whatever. Uh, he, he, he spent a couple days in the hospital and he was out fine. Um, and then he comes back to the camp and he's sort of a outcast because of his crazy outlandish scene that he like, like just threw in everybody's face. What? (laughs) Well, his big scene, he he runs in front of his young folk and just makes a huge scene. Gotcha. I, okay. I not understand what you were saying. So yeah. Um, they use that as more fodder to bully him. And uh, he decides to take Hitler's advice and be the rabbit. Okay. Um, he comes back to camp with kids making fun of him for uh, the rabbit grenade incident. Yeah. But this time, uh, the hospital gives him, uh, it, it gives him a little time to plot. Uh, one night while he's back, uh, he decides that he's going to hide out by uh, the tents outside uh-huh. of his tent. Okay. And, um, he wants to scare some of his bullies. Okay. Uh, with one of those super sharp knives that Captain K was so courteous about pointing out. So he becomes Rambo. So he becomes Rambo. Basically. Okay. (laughs) Um, Rambo rabbit. Got it. (laughs) Rambo rabbit. Uh, He decides to scare some of the bullies with his knife. Maybe like give them a little taste of their own medicine. Sure. Uh, Bully the bullies. Uh, That's a good MO. Uh, But then without being able to see, uh, he doesn't realize that it's actually Yorkie who came up in front of him and he stabbed mm. Yorkie. There was, I forgot to mention this at the end of the movie, there was a scene where uh, Jojo and Yorkie kind of collided and like yeah. pads again. And Yorkie makes this comment. Um, uh, Jojo says, I thought you were dead. And Yorkie says, yeah, I guess I can't die. So I took that to mean that there were multiple scenes throughout this movie where we think Yorkie's dead, but he lives. <laughs> Um, so this is one of them. We see yeah. Jojo stab Yorkie, I assume. Uh, but then, obviously, he, he feels awful about this, because Yorkie's his second best friend behind Hitler. Right, as one uh, is, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, nonetheless, even though his conscience is really eating at him, uh, mm-hmm. this gives him a lot of cred. Uh, because as it was established with the bunny incident, um, all of the people at this camp really value violence and having the courage to hurt somebody. Sure. Um, as they put it. 
Um, so even though he feels really torn up about hurting his friend, mm-hmm. um, he starts to like gain a little bit of cred. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like your yeah, it's not like Yorkie's Aryan, so it's not like he killed yeah. the pure blood, so it's like sure. whatever. Um and I I regret that I know this is wrong now, but I still wrote it down and I'm gonna stick with this. Okay. Um, a, a little girl named Rosie. Oh boy. Is the only person at the young folk camp who's not impressed by this, who she she similarly alongside Jojo is um put off by violence, doesn't like violence. She only, she only joined Nazi Yism to get her parents off her back. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, kind of, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm guessing. So JoJo and Rosie hit it off. They start to like develop a like a mutual like crush of each other. Okay. Uh, and their relationship blossoms while the young folk leaders, and I wrote in parentheses, does this include Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the young folk leaders debate uh, how to reprimand or praise Jojo for the Mm. stabbing incident. Uh, Mm. They decide ultimately to let him stay because he displayed great military prowess because Captain K established at the beginning that Mm. that is the main purpose of why they're there is to get them ready for war. Gotcha. Um, Jojo is grateful for this, but inspired by Rosie and them mutually collaborating about like, like sort of like like bring each other on in their pacifist ideals. Mm-hmm. Maybe JoJo's more newfound. Um, they decide to run away from the camp. Uh, they head back to town. Okay. And um, we meet Rosie's family. This is literally and- a plot to Moonrise Kingdom, by the way. I know. You literally <laughs> stole the plot inspired. to Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> did you realize that as you were writing this? That was like I did. I did not. I started realizing that as I was repeating this, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jojo and uh, Rosie oh run back into town. They escape the young folk camp, and uh, they we, we meet Rosie's family, who we learn uh, is hosting Elsa, a oh. teenage Jewish girl Ooh. who, um, uh, yeah, who who is clearly like representative of Rosie and her family's values regarding Nazism. And I'm sure Jojo probably goes through like a lot of inner turmoil. Like I, I, I can't believe my girlfriend is like harboring a Jew, but also I really respect her and the values that we share. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know how to, um, I, I, I don't know how to consider this. Um, gotcha. But now we know that, um, we, we know that it's close to the end of the war in Europe. We know it's close sure. to VE Day. At the sure, beginning sure. of the movie, Jojo says, I'm 10 years old. At the end of the movie, Jojo says, I'm 10 and a half years old. Mm. So we're getting pretty close to the end of the movie. And I don't know what city this is. I didn't put that much research into this. But I'm going to guess that uh, this city gets bombed at okay. multiple points beyond the end of the movie, beyond VE Day. And so my my prediction for what's happening is Jungfolk Camp ultimately ends. Um, I'm pretty sure it was just supposed to be a brief thing, not like a whole year-long escapade. Right. Uh, so <laughs> Yorkie, fresh out of the hospital, is walking around town along with Rosie and Jojo. And boom, a bomb drops on a building next to them. And like fade to black, uh, Jojo passes out. He recovers. We see... 
<laughs> foreshadowing from the grenade incident, he can't die from an explosion. Oh no! Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Jojo lives, but we see Rosie is clearly dead, um, mm-hmm. and Yorkie appears to be dead. Jojo, fearing for his life and mimicking the end of the movie, runs, runs away. away. Yep. Uh, he runs back to uh, Rosie's family. Uh-huh. And uh, grabs Elsa and says, Elsa, you got to come back to my house. Rosie's dead. Um, so, so wait, time out. Yeah. She doesn't just leave her with this family that's protecting her. He's like, no, no, I'm a small child. <laughs> come with me. Um, I, I guess I, I guess implicit was Jojo, against all odds, survived this attack. Most people died. Okay, so the Most family people in dead. town died. Okay. Um, and, okay so, gotcha. so my guess is since we know Elsa's at the end of the movie, Elsa also mm-hmm. survived maybe because she was in hiding. Uh, Jojo comes, he picks up Elsa, who at the end of the movie has a crush on, and uh, they come back to um, they come back to his house. Mm-hmm. And while they're at his house, we see that after he came back to um, uh, to the young folk camp after he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He had written a book during uh, Arts and Crafts, which Captain okay. K would go on to make fun of and regret making fun of. Uh-huh. Um, that is about a bunch of dirty Jews. Uh-huh. And uh, Movies were not just, yours. Yes, movies were not mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, third time's the charm. Max, pro, <laughs> pro, 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 pro Jews. Um, <laughs> no, no Nazis. Nazis are bad. Let's really get that out there. <laughs> Great. I think you cover yourself. Great. Um, okay. So uh, Elsa sees that he wrote this book and she starts to have second, like second thoughts. And she starts to like, maybe lie to him about certain things about her life. Case uh-huh. in point, she brings up Nathan. Okay. Uh, as maybe like a potential out or maybe as yeah. sort of like a way of not telling him her real past. Okay. Um, and then, Jojo spends the next like many weeks to months like caring for her, building trust with her. Uh, and then uh, let me see what else did I write here. Oh, that's the end of it. Oh, okay. Then- <laughs> uh, that's, that's the end. Uh, the, the movie leading up to the climax is um, Jojo and Rosie. Uh, not Rosie. Rosie's dead. Jojo and Elsa uh, developing intimacy and building further trust between a Jew and a Nazi. Yeah. Uh, until ultimately VE Day happens. And oh my gosh, we're back to Captain K and the fall of the Third Reich. Okay. Very nice. So this is this is more romantic com- or it's more romantic comedy to Holocaust movie to it, survival film. You, you got to give me some credit, man. Literally, I liked the, it. The, no, it was the really good. The thing I wrote down in my notes was Moonrise Kingdom question. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a different movie completely. And what's what's more, is I saw at the very first shots of this movie, I was watching and I was thinking, like, this is Wes Anderson. I didn't know Wes Anderson put out a movie that I hadn't heard of. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I, I I thought that your version was really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But to make it a little bit better and to flesh it out a bit, we're going to play a couple of games. I don't know if you remember them. Uh, I... I Remember them, but okay. them All right. So the first game we we're pl- going to play is called Who Said What Now? Okay. And the game is simple. I'm just going to tell you um, a line of dialogue from the movie, and you just have to tell me who said it and what's going on. Okay? Okay. Okay. 
So the first line of dialogue is, there are bigger things to worry about than Jews, Jojo. There's Russians out there somewhere. <laughs> um, that sounds like Yorkie. Okay, why do you say it? Because uh, <laughs> he just hates it Russians? Like a really childish, uh, it, it sounds like a really childish, but also like Nazi childish uh, perspective on World War II. Mm. Like, we're not only afraid of just this people group, we're also afraid of this whole other people group that our movie doesn't even mention. <laughs> it's also just a callback today, too. Just like a little mention of like, hey, we were about those Russians. They're hacking things. <laughs> Putin's out there. Oh, my God. All right. Second quote. You were chosen by a pathetic little man who can't even grow a full mustache. Ooh, probably. I'm going to say that's Elsa talking to Jojo. Okay. Anything Elsa, else? The, El, Elsa the Jew I, yeah. doesn't have a high view of Hitler. <laughs> Jojo the Jungfolk Nazi upcomer. Mm-hmm has an established relatively high view of Hitler. So when would she have said this to him in your version? Probably the first time they met mm. uh, because Jojo was probably really taken aback that his girlfriend was fostering a Jew. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Based upon what you think happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and the third, well, I know, I, I know, I know, but whatever. <laughs> All right. The third quote is I found a new woman and we laugh a lot and do the tongue kiss. Well, that sounds like it's JoJo. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It's probably not with Scarlett Johansson, but <laughs> I know at the end of the movie, Yorkie alludes to Elsa being JoJo's girlfriend. So I'm gonna go on a limb and say toward the end of my version, when JoJo and Elsa are building trust with each other, they kiss. All right. So he's telling Yorkie about this kiss. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. All right. And just to flesh it, flesh it out a bit more, Max, your story, uh, we have one more game called New Scene, What's This? And I'm going to share a picture with you of a screen grab from this movie. I want you to describe it because this is a podcast after all. They can't yeah. see it. Yeah. And tell me why this scene is happening. All right. I'm going to share. All right. What's in the picture and why is it there? Um, I see a little boy with butterflies in his stomach. Uh-huh. They're not actual butterflies. They're superimposed <laughs> on his stomach. Because he would be dead if that was. <laughs> um, and also, it's frankly not a very good shot. It looks like the butterflies are sitting on tree bark, which I feel kind of takes me out of believing that he actually has butterflies in his stomach. It's really clearly just a, a stock photo of butterflies imposed on his belly um, <laughs> it's a trick i'm playing on you to yeah <laughs> throw you off guard but what's happening in the scene i'm assuming is jojo has butterflies in his stomach because uh he's he's uh he, he see he sees elsa and he's terrified oh my oh my gosh my girlfriend's harboring a, uh, a jew mm, okay okay so it's a um it's a metaphor yes definitely a metaphor he definitely does not literally have butterflies like this on his tummy okay very nice all right max thank you for playing and thank you for sharing what you think happened Uh uh-huh and now unfortunately i'm going to now spoil this amazing movie for you okay are you ready to hear what happened in jojo rabbit uh go ahead all right strap in 
I'm trying to make that my new catchphrase. <laughs> okay, so when you left off, you just saw JoJo uh, get exploded by a grenade, right? Yep. So the next scene we see is that JoJo is getting rushed to a hospital, and he's got some bad scars on his face, and he can't walk properly. And he does not want to leave his house because he thinks he looks like a monster. Oh. But, but his mom, Rosie, God decides <laughs> who is Scarlett Johansson. Um, He actually bring, she brings him to captain K's office because he has been demoted for this child, almost killing himself. Makes a lot of sense. So he needs, so she needs him in his crotch and tells him that he is going to hire Jojo to work for him. So even though Jojo is deformed, he can still be a Nazi. Huh? So the day ends and Jojo and his mom are stopping in front of these people who are being hung uh, right in the center square. Oh my gosh. And they are just watching these people. So ending on a sad note. So the next day, Jojo is home by himself and he goes into his sister, uh, what's uh, Ing or Ing, uh, spelled I-N-G-E. He goes into her room and his sister has passed away. Oh, uh, I think recently. And he is that on the floor are like some indications showing that a door's moving. And he realizes that the wall in his sister's room can open. And he sees that there is a bed in there. And then he notices a person's on that bed who then chases him outside of the room. Holy shit. And she scares him down the stairs and she holds him against the wall. And she tells him, say who you think I am. Say what I am. And he says, a Jew. And she says, Gunzunheit. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells him that his mom has actually been the one that's been storing her, Elsa. And he. Oh, so uh, I was right. Rosie did harbor Elsa. Look at that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you just <laughs> no idea who any of those people are. But yes, you did say that. So she threatens him that if he calls the Germans, uh, she will tell the Germans that his mom and him helped store her away. But also, if he tells his mom that he knows that Elsa's there, she is going to cut his head off. So, you know, they're in love. So uh, Hitler sh- <laughs> so Hitler then shows up and schemes with Jojo with what to do. And Hitler suggests that he burn down a whole, ta- uh, whole house and blame Winston Churchill, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but instead, they decide that Jojo will use Hitler's backwards mind power trick. And then Hitler flies out of a window. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Hitler ran away again. Yeah. Terrible role model. So Jojo's mom shows up later that day and Jojo alludes to Elsa. But instead of saying, I know about her, he says that he's hearing the ghost of his sister and it's hearing a lot of noise upstairs. But Jojo's mom says it's just a bunch of animals. And then later that night, Jojo's mom meets with Elsa and tells her she needs to be quiet or Jojo is going to know that you're here. The next day, we see that Jojo and Elsa are kind of talking about the fact that they're in a stalemate. They can't tell anyone that the other one's there and they came to a compromise that jojo uh wants elsa to tell him all of her jewish secrets so that he can write a book of four nazi soldiers oh wow okay so after some bickering eventually jojo says he is strong because of his aryan heritage and jojo um is just 
hating on her uh, because she's a Jew. And then she grabs him in an arm lock and she says to him, there are no weak Jews. I am descended from those who wrestle angels and kill giants. We were chosen. Yeah. Uh, we were chosen by God. You were chosen by a pathetic little man who can't even grow a mustache. I was basically right. Wow. You're basically right. But yeah, okay, we'll give that one to you. Two points for you. was off, but no. So during dinner that night, uh, JoJo is having dinner with his mom, who's celebrating that the war is almost over. And then her and JoJo have a fight uh, about her loyalty to the Nazi party. JoJo notices that his mom's not eating and decides to eat her food so that she'll stop feeding Elsa. Um, And then JoJo tells her that she wishes her dad was here so that he didn't have to live with her anymore. So instead of getting mad, Scarlett Johansson leaves the room and comes dressed as JoJo's dad. And then uh, yells at him that he needs to give his mom more respect, and she's doing her best. And that's it's really just, weird. It's it's actually a very gut wrenching scene. It's done so well. It's like, okay. yeah, it's it's really Scarlett Johansson kills it in that moment. Yeah. So Jojo meets Jojo meets with Elsa again, so Elsa can draw a map to show him where the Queen Jew lays her eggs, and, uh, which leads to Elsa opening up about her life for a bit. And she says that she's engaged to a man named Nathan. All right. And she's waiting for him to rescue her uh, because he's off fighting the resistance uh, against Germans. And she also shares that she, they both enjoy poetry from a poet named Rilke or Rilke or something like that. So Jojo writes a letter pretending to be Nathan to Elsa saying that he doesn't want to marry her anymore. And he finds a quote from that poet to make it seem more authentic. And he says in that letter, I found a new woman and we laugh a lot and do the tongue kiss. So Jojo is <laughs> so Jojo is saying that as Nathan is saying, I don't want to marry you anymore. And even though this letter is horrible and clearly a fake, Elsa still like runs into her room and starts crying. Jojo instantly feels horrible. So he writes a second letter saying that Nathan doesn't want to break up with Elsa because he doesn't want her to kill herself because that would be really stressful on him. <laughs> jesus christ so after that jojo's life seems pretty good um him and his mom are having a lot of fun during a walk and uh you notice that as you're watching him and his mom interact you notice a few things like they really like to focus on the mom's shoes and also she constantly is tying jojo's shoes for him And also Jojo and Elsa are also getting along and Elsa is making up facts for Jojo for his book to make Jojo happy. And at some point, Jojo meets up with Yorkie. And in this moment, we see that Yorkie, Yorkie is an 11-year-old Nazi soldier with a bayonet on his back. And oh Jojo, God. Yeah, and Jojo is dressed as a robot. <laughs> huh. Because during then, I guess, um, when things was at, um, Jewish children actually dressed up as robots to increase propaganda for Nazis. So Jojo is fully dressed as a red robot um, talking to the small 11-year-old um, child um, huh. who has like this a gun on his back. And Jojo says that he caught a Jew, and Yorkie says that he saw a bunch of Jews in the forest and doesn't really get the fuss about them because Yorkie is woke as fuck. <laughs> but wait, he was actually a, a Nazi soldier at 11? Um, I guess not, not. I think he was definitely fighting for them. He had a full gun. Wow. He was dressed like a typical not, um, Nazi, but he's definitely fighting for them. Wow. The full gun. Okay. So Jojo and Elsa hang out again, and we realize that Joja, Jojo is falling in love with Elsa. Uh, we see the butterflies in his stomach. So it was for Elsa, but because of love, 
not because of, oh, she's a Jew. Sure. And Elsa tells Jojo he is not a Nazi. He is just a little boy who likes swastikas. You think you're not? That, that, that's kind of my assessment of Jojo, too. <laughs> and um, during this time, he actually lets her go out of her room. He lets her take a shower, uh, go downstairs, just kind of live a little bit. And as he's doing that, the Gestapo show up at his house <laughs> at the wrong time. And they are just inspecting his house, asking him a lot of questions about his mom. And at that time, special uh, special K, that's a serial. Um, Captain, <laughs> Captain K shows up, and Elsa actually comes showing up um, as the Gestapo are interviewing him, and she is disguised as JoJo's sister. She Whoa. is faking being his sister um, because also it's said that Elsa is actually um, JoJo's sister's friend before she passed away. So, so Elsa acts apart, even throwing out some Hail Hitlers, and they ask to see her papers, which she gives to Captain K, and he asked her for her birthday. And then she answers, then Captain K is satisfied, hands back the papers, and then they all leave. And they realize that Elsa actually said the wrong birthday. So Jojo, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very scary. So Jojo thinks that means that uh, Captain K is a good guy and on their side, but Elsa's like, they're going to come back to kill me. And Jojo suggests that Elsa just act like their sister because no one really knows that she died in the first place. Yeah. And then we see Hitler come back and he accuses Jojo of his loyalty, like Jojo did with his mom. And he goes from an, um, a, an encouraging, bumbling buddy to an angry Fuhrer yelling at a small child. So Jojo is walking down the street one day following a butterfly and he turns around and all we see are his mom's shoes hanging in front of him <gasps> oh my god and it is just fucking heartbreaking because he just like is hugging them and then he is tying her shoes as she has hu- tied his shoes so many times before and he is just sitting in front of them and he goes back to his house uh to an elsa that has her back turned to him and he's holding a knife and he stabs her but the knife only like breaks the skin he can't actually push it further and then he drops it, falling to the ground, crying, realizing that she is right. He's not a Nazi. He can't kill her. Elsa kind of explains to him that his mom was working with friends to help the resistance against the Nazis and that Jojo's dad was actually also involved with the resistance overseas. And they just both relate in the fact that they don't have parents anymore as they look out in the window seeing all these bombs go off. And Jojo asks Elsa what she'll do if she's free. And then the first thing she says she'll do is dance. Uh, and it's dancing at the end. So uh, after the next few days, you know, they're pretty happy actually living together, even though they'll be killed if anyone finds out. Uh, until one day, Jojo is walking outside and all hell breaks loose as the allies attack. And he sees a war-torn Yorkie, who, again, is just a chubby 11-year-old Scarlett oh Johansson. God. <laughs> It's just a chubby, yeah, it's a chubby 11 year old Scarlett Johansson. And he tells her that the Jew um, is his girlfriend, but you know, she's a Jew. So, not the best news. And that's when Yorkie tells him, there are worse things than Jews, Jojo. There's Russians. So, mm-hmm. got that right. Um, also, uh, Yorkie informs Jojo that Hitler is dead because he killed himself, which is why you see that. Wow. Which is why you see his uh, appearance change at the end to that bullet wound in his head. To which I love this uh, when jo- when Yorkie says to Jojo, Yorkie says, "I think we chose the wrong side." So, <laughs> oh. so after that, they run into Rebel Wilson's character, um, who again a Nazi general, right? And 
this scene is brilliant because she is tying live grenades on small children, telling them to hug American soldiers. She promotes, oh my God. <laughs> she promotes Yorkie, hands him a gun, telling him to shoot anyone that looks different than him. And then she takes off the uniform of a dead Nazi soldier, putting it on Jojo so Nazis don't shoot at him, takes an AR rifle and starts shooting everyone for Hitler. And that's when you came in. Whoa. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) That was I I have initial thoughts. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the movie, first of all, okay, clearly the Boy Scouts young folk comparison is not as drawn out a theme as i thought it was yeah i really thought i, I really thought there was more to it i did a mm-hmm. lot of research into the boy scouts apparently that was didn't need to my time mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the big from the beginning of the movie there was so much camp like from the very first scene mm-hmm. when you've got hitler being like jojo's goofball role model uh, you, you've got him saying like, "Hi, only man." Yeah, and and, and we're like, I it, it's it's just loaded with camp, mm-hmm. and then that gets really doubled down when we go to the Jungfolk camp and we 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 see all of the like slightly um, like pretty like, not slightly pretty perturbed uh, violent things that they're having these kids do. But sure. it, it's set to a freaking Tom Waits song. Mm-hmm. And like during the opening credits, we get um, uh, the Beatles uh, mm-hmm. playing a German version of I Want to Hold, Your, hold hand. your Hand. Yeah. And I it feels all really ironic. It feels really campy. Yeah. And I thought and I based a lot of my middle part of the movie off of it being a Wes Anderson movie. movie. Yes. I thought it was going to be like a a goofy commentary. I thought it was going to be a social commentary about comparing Mm -hmm. and contrasting American modern life Mm -hmm. from Nazi third Reich life Mm -hmm. from the eyes of a 10 year old at a summer camp, basically. But um, that was a lot (laughs) darker and sadder than I thought it was going to be. And don't get me and don't get me wrong, it's still a very funny movie throughout. Yeah. It just makes those times where it's just heartbreaking me even more. Yeah, which I feel like you can't make a World War II movie that's not sad. No. Nope. It's not fair to World War II, and it's not... It's not it, honest. It, yeah, it's not accurate. Yeah. But I did think it was going to be a lot more of a satirical take and less of a hard-hitting emotional film. Yeah. Do you think you'll still see it, even though you know exactly what happened? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, Max, um, just to change the tone a little bit, I realize we've had you on twice, and I wanted to give the audience a a little bit to get to know you a bit better, um, but not, you know, to know your personal history or your personality, because who cares okay. about that? We're only talking about your movie taste in a okay. little segment that I call Cineflex. So what <laughs> I did <laughs> is I wrote five just general, just five questions, and I just okay. want you to answer a movie. It's not your basic, like, what's your favorite movie? Uh, We're going to try to go a little deeper. So, Max, I want you to promise me that you are going to answer honestly, truthfully, and you won't wuss out. Okay. I'll I'll do what I can. All right. And we're looking for some quick answers, too. So, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Max, what is the next animated movie you want to see as a live-action movie? Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) The first thing that came to my mind was Detective Pikachu. That's not right. Wait, is what? Detective Pikachu, but that's not an animated movie. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, my my honest answer is the <laughs> the Bleach movie. <laughs> oh, like an anime? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were gonna say the Brave Little Toaster. I got excited. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good answer, but nope. My first honest thought was the Bleach movie. Gotcha. Mine, yeah, mine probably be Hercules, which I think they're actually doing. So I'm excited for that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I grew up watching Bleach. That was my 13 year old anime of choice. Gotcha. All right, second question: Movie you think is most overrated? Ooh. That way, people have a chance to hate you. Again, I don't know how accurate this is, but it's the first thing that came to my mind: Inception. I was gonna say Inception. Really? I'm dead serious, dead ass. Yeah, I, I think Inception is a fine movie, but I think similarly to Tenet, it's too complicated for what it's worth. They do a better job explaining it, but no. I think it's. A movie I, I that, think Inception's overrated. I like a movie that follows its logic. I remember watching it again. And I'm like, I feel like it contradicts itself quite a bit. Yeah, it drives me crazy. So it just gets worse the more I see it. Anyway, all right, third one movie you judge people if they haven't seen it a lot <laughs> there are a lot of movies that i judge people for not having seen um most quentin tarantino films okay um i think the quintessential one i actually have in the past judged people for not seeing pulp fiction pulp fiction okay <laughs> that's a good answer i don't judge people no um oh my God. <laughs> i think mine's little miss sunshine love that movie have you seen it that's my favorite movie of all time forever really yep are you just saying that because i I've said never that seen little miss sunshine oh you serious yes well guys right. i hope you enjoy max's last time on our podcast yeah, goodbye Good, goodbye audience I guess all right <laughs> Here, here's my favorite one ready okay movie that your wife loves but you don't oh no she can hear me you know yeah <laughs> doesn't affect me at all i'm over here um uh, the the uh, the first thing that comes to mind is um, uh, angels and demons. I don't think add to that. Good answer. <laughs> I'm not. T- I don't really care about that one either. All right, last one. Final question. Movie that you think I haven't seen but should. Okay, so one. Th- okay, <laughs> I do know a few movies that you haven't seen. Just and, one. Okay, the 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 movie that I pick is uh, uh, the Raid Redemption. Okay. Um, it's a really 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 good uh indonesian action film that mm-hmm. is super violent and i think you'd like it a lot all right you have- and that ladies and gentlemen was our first installment of cineflex Woo! thank you for playing all right max as everyone knows we end every podcast with one minute of straight backing up this movie that you've just seen yeah so max as soon as i bring up a timer i'm going to need you to back up jojo rabbit I don't know how I can fit all of my praise for it in one minute. It's okay. I'll try. I will cut you off if I have to. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Back that film up. All right. So uh, from the very first scene up until the very end of the movie, we see nonstop like, like JoJo's degradation and like the slow decline of his view of Hitler uh, in his head. And I think that's displayed really, really well in the way that apparently the director uh, played Hitler and the way that he's characterized as this goofball who's also clearly a really, really like disrespectful person who hates certain people groups. He's inconsistent. He tries to give kids cigarettes. Um, And uh, I think what's more is from what I saw of the movie, a major theme of it 
is the need to preserve life. And that's displayed in part in Hitler's incongruency with his own beliefs about like loving all that's animals, but not hating people uh, or definitely hating all people. Um, and he, with the rabbit, when Jojo releases the rabbit, I feel like that's the beginning of what becomes a movie long uh, defense of people preserving life and sacrificing life. You're done. <laughs> I will not have you ruin this podcast. <laughs> oh, I already did. <laughs> I, no one can see me, but I'm literally just making hand motions like you're done. You're done. <laughs> it's okay. It's your last time here <laughs> until, you, until you seem a little miss sunshine. Well, guys, thank you again for listening to too long fell asleep. Please follow us wherever you're listening uh, to this episode today and if you really like us give us a five-star review and if you don't like us well lie to us anyway because we cannot deal with criticism well also if you have <laughs> what, what do you say i can't absolutely oh. <laughs> and if you have any suggestions for movies that you want us to see or if you just want to give us some compliments you can email us at too long fell asleep at gmail.com Max, again, thank you so much for coming today. I love you. I'd love you more if you've seen Little Miss Sunshine. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> I would at least stop judging you just a little bit. Fair enough. You could have me on again and do Little Miss Sunshine. I could. It might happen. It might, it might happen. It might happen. Okay. Little plug. Let me know if you're going to do it or not, and then I'll decide whether or not to watch you or not. Also, Max, one more time. Say your last name. Juzik. Juzik. Great. Till the next time I forget. <laughs> I don't blame you. Anyway, guys, thank you all for listening. And remember, why watch a whole movie when you can just fall asleep instead? Bye. Bye. Bye.